0: Hello and welcome back. This is the Open Roads broadcast. I'm Justin, the host of the podcast for the Orb Shuttle, that is my bus project. I live in a bus. For those catching up, I actually have been well, somewhat living in the bus for about a year now. Um, for the later half of the year, the first was for the conversion and yeah, I just wanted to catch up with some things. I have been on a Florida adventure uh, on the southeast coast from New York. Uh, I basically went uh, after fall season south, and the colder it got, the faster I drove. So you can find me, or us, me and the bus, on Instagram at OrbShuttle. That's O-R-B-S-H-U-T-T-L-E those of you who don't feel like reading, that's what this podcast is for. Uh, On Instagram, I have a lot of pictures from the trip, Um, most of the outdoor adventures I went on, uh, a lot of the bus that I did was explained in the previous episodes of this podcast, so you can find things there. I've created an Instagram to reference the products that I've been using uh, I'll continue to post on there mainly the products and that's Open Roads Broadcast on Instagram and I'm also on Facebook with that and I'm looking to update that more as I put out further episodes so for most things you'll find me online at Horb Shuttle uh, Instagram and whatever else I might need to get across uh, I'll update on the upcoming episodes. This episode is just for me to get back into the swing of things as I've returned from my southeast coast trip um, up the coast basically in time for the COVID situation Uh, as it started uh, getting sort of worse I had reached back and well for good reason my plan is well to be announced but i have been reconverting the bus uh, full-time living in it and basically able to piece together some things that more amenities for not only more comfortable situations for myself but for hosting capabilities um, and i'm very glad about it thus far uh, the only hold up has been waiting on projects from um, completion from Amazon deliveries so I have been still bouncing back and forth with my mask on to the hardware stores and on my previous episode I discussed some different things for needing uh, equipment for the conversion um, I had mentioned also I'm doing sort of a reclaimed material build and using what I can because it does add up Actually, I am at a trail now that um, I used to go to often before I went away, and I had been traveling a lot, uh, going to different parks and everything like that, so as I got back, I was really just laying low and working on the build, and, well, I had to get back into work, and of course, with how the COVID situation has been, we understand how that's turned out. But it doesn't stop the process. I'm still working on things and moving forward to a departure for the end of the summer. So actually before the summer ends, I'll be on my way north and going west. But uh, more on that later on. So this is just an update for where I've been. Uh, I'd like to get into the next episode of what has happened as I traveled on the Southeast Coast. Um, A lot of stories I share with some people and talk about in my own head is comical to me and good memories. And as discussed in the first episode of this podcast, I wasn't into the social media aspect of things very much. Um, I've just found, of course, the changing of the times. As I had used social media before a lot in high school, and not even as much in college, but uh, through the changing of the times, I realized that it's helpful for me in reminding myself things. things. Uh, even on Facebook, everyone loves a good flashback or throwback photo. Um, so I am documenting most of the things around the bus life project, since I found a lot of people are interested in the lifestyle. So... Alternative living, I'm going to discuss some more things about camping. Uh, The first few episodes of this has been about the sort of hashtag movement generally and also the idea of converting a vehicle, whatever that vehicle may be. And I hope that's been helpful for some people referencing different online sources. Um, And this upcoming episode will be about the Florida trip, which I keep calling it, but um, really I went from New York to Florida, and all the states in between bordering the coastline, uh, I'd stopped in for whichever destinations, and that's what I want to get back into um, as far as the broadcast goes, and just touch on some ideas for things I'd go back for, any destinations for anyone traveling a similar route will enjoy. Um, I'll mention, of course, some of the cool people I met and the different expos I went to. Um, I went to two expos in particular. And uh, really enjoyed that. And basically, I had uh, went to a lot of trails. Um, a lot of different things I can find within the cities or whichever towns I had passed through. Maybe I'll share some of the reasons on how I found places and if anyone is of course in a conversion vehicle or doing a road trip and looking for places to overnight and maybe some hacks on how to maintain their hygiene or working on getting food or whatever it might be as part of the road trip um, outside of staying at hotels and so on it will be helpful to hear the information so I think I can reach out to people on that best when I've been working through my notes. Um, I do journal where I've been, so I can work on sharing that. And of course, as I mentioned, I am back right now uh, in New York. Um, So I'll get into that just in a minute when we get back. Welcome back to the Open Roads broadcast. Again, I am working on updating further for where I've been. On my Instagram you can see the travel destinations um, local if you're in the States on the southeast coast. Great place for the winter. Uh, People I met a lot of people say after when it gets hot in the summer they vacate. Um, Surprisingly a lot of New Yorkers, uh, specifically from Long Island a lot of people that return north um, when it gets too hot and all the tourists get there Um, of course now with everything with the COVID 19 um, terror situation uh, it's been unreal Um, a lot of people are in the same situations um, relatability with travelers that are grounded have to stay where they are or Flew back home. Some people, basically nomads that had been living on the road in similar situations from campsites to different parks or boondocking and BLM lands. A lot of people returned back to their families' houses. Or thankfully, I've seen a lot of posts about friends and people that come together and offer places to stay. I've been offered places, thankfully, in Florida and um, really awesome situations where people allow buses and vans and conversions of people to park on their property and granted you think about it uh, why I got into the alternative lifestyle um, it might resonate resonate with some people that uh you can really look at life differently when you realize how much land there is in the world um, or we'll get specific about the states but uh, some people look at it as problems but I mean, it took me 10 years or so to do this, and I was like, it's about time because I was waiting on what people get caught in the race of chasing money and trying to get whatever right amount figure based on a dream price tag. And uh, a lot of people don't know you can even rent vans to go out in and test out, like you'd rent an RV, you can test out your travel bug uh, in a like a glamping situation for a road trip. Instead of going from hotel to hotel or now Airbnbs or whatever it might be, you can rent out a vehicle that you can live in. And the price tag is pretty high on it. Um, fairly speaking, you're talking about like renting out a hotel room on a low end of like a 100 bucks or something for a day. And... Why is it because it's become such a popular thing where, of course, maybe I'll throw out some ideas people might now understand. You can go in these vehicles and take your pictures and frame it with the window and whatnot of the, the backdrop of some place awesome, and you're paying to rent the vehicle for only a few days. Uh, the people that live in that lifestyle have a completely different experience as I've experienced. And you're looking for places... To go and get awesome views but it's really about where you're living your life um, as far as being a nomad it feels awesome looking at a vehicle converted and decorated on the outside as some of the rental companies have but when you go on the inside I get a great feeling of having a home and everything customized where you go into a place and it I'm basically trying to describe it feels different from being inside a vehicle than looking at it on the outside. Um, Even it feels like a large space when I'm on the inside of the bus or you look at vans that are built out and you're on the inside of the vehicle and the outside is stealth. You wouldn't recognize anything different than, you think, why are people living in cars or van and everything, whatever vehicles? But the point of when you're trying to live life every day like that and not just go for a scenic picture, um, it becomes a really different living space, Uh, the mentality of being even really appreciative of things um, or desiring different things. Maybe you're a microwave type of person. Uh, You're going to have to cater to different situations than um, what you're used to. And the alternative lifestyle really resonates with people that are adaptable like that and thankfully with diving into it before, um, again i would mentioned in previous episodes but the ideas of having like a prepper mindset or in case anything happens or the zombie apocalypse type of person I mean, you're looking at these crises um, happening as a almost a thing you're prepared for I don't want to say that we're prepared for it but uh, again being more adaptable to it for instance my family in the house had gotten rid of the microwave for a few years I wasn't using a microwave um, and I can get into that in another episode of the nutritional benefits and health reasons but um, I wasn't using a microwave for a number of years and my family had clashed on it with me and so on And then their microwave, I think it broke down or something happened. And my mom, having understood the idea and accepted it of not using the microwave, of course, it's based on a convenient lifestyle, not a healthy lifestyle. And when the microwave broke down, she said she didn't want a microwave again. And that was an interesting situation because... Here it is, everyone's in the house then trying to cook food on the stovetop or in the oven. And do they have the right dishware to go in the toaster oven or the whatever it is, right? You start to look at being more adaptable to whatever circumstances arise. And most people don't go about life that way. Again, it's with the ebbs and flows of society's introductions, for whatever is based off of convenience. And that has caused, well, it has brought a lot of good, of course. I mean, but it also has brought in a lot of turmoil in the long term. And we've seen that with the exposure from COVID on how the impact of society has been um, throughout everything. And again, naturally with the landscapes and the wildlife and everything people have shared on stories of what's happened from people withdrawing from such a a functional for them but detrimental to the environment situations of uh, our lifestyles so again for me it resonated with me a long time ago for the alternative living uh, not necessarily the households um, instead of a large house but a tiny house that was something I would looked into as well but also the idea of these alternative means of how we conduct life and what we have and the necessities we think we need so I went on a tangent with that but um when you go down the rabbit hole of it you start to realize that these people that have been living on the road have been doing this for a long time first of all talk about uh, technology and advancements Um, I mean van life is again a trending hashtag but it doesn't matter what the trending hashtag is in in a few years it's going to change and evolve as everything has been Um, and again I touched on that on the first episode of the podcast with how my space was of my generation and I was so into live journal blogging and then everything changed and Again, it's really just a evolution of how it was before. But, I mean, horse and buggy was a thing, and settlers had to deal with living out of basically a vehicle. Um, it was only when people were able to find farmland and land to cultivate their life on, basically, that all the things that we're so used to today had started to come up because... People were able to live on the land and stay stationary. Uh, they weren't worrying about the hardships of the environment as much, and they were not so conditioned to trying to travel as I want to say a flock or a herd, but that mentality uh, of people traveling together in, in such groups, everyone started to settle into places. And having a land that people lived on. Was looked at differently. So I had always looked at trying to go toward that lifestyle, and because of that, maybe residential neighborhoods doesn't vibe with you as much. Uh, for me, that has what I had, what I had found for a while. I didn't want to go far away from home without knowing where I was going. I, I had the feeling of road tripping and um, via the roads, but instead of flying because flying places I felt like I was missing out on a lot of interesting things and with the road trips it's more like you can hit every checkpoint in between and uh, that's what I really enjoyed about being on the road and again at a leisure pace um, until again it got cold and I decided let me go further south but uh, that's something that you're going to find people have been adapting to in the van life or tiny house movement uh, mentally is where it starts for a while and with the COVID situation is what the topic has turned into uh, having to go back home and or find a settlement where they can go stay at a lot of times being a family's house um, where thankfully able to hook up to groundwater or find the flexibility of being able to use a shower from the house instead of worrying about, I mean, I was showering outside in the, from a USB pump shower, and I had been on road trips before, but I was always sort of like couch surfing, I'd been able to use different people's houses and shower in their house. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that for most cases. You're talking, some people's idea of possessions, if anything, is a restriction. But if you have water running and you're not taking an hour shower, you're trying to wash up, um, it looks at, it allows you to look at different ways of living life. So, yes, being back, I appreciate having that. And again, I'm also adaptable and prepared. ...to go back to my living situations... Um, ...but to be able to get more comfortable... ...when I returned... ...I had utilized the water tanks I got... ...and installed those water tanks... ...underneath the bus... ...and have a nice working shower... ...I can use whenever I feel like... ...instead of waking up... ...my my routine... ...before would basically be like... ...wake up... um, ...wherever I had slept at... ...and I had... I'd say pretty normal sleeping patterns, but it works with the day, the rise and setting of the sun type of idea and I'd wake up in the parking lot if it was that, and get myself together, get like a start on breakfast, and then sometimes go into the store normally it would be like a Walmart I'd go into the establishment and um have a quick bathroom shower type of thing, and then get my goods basically supporting each business I was staying at by some transaction and um, getting my food and cook there in the parking lot if it felt appropriate or maybe I'd drive off to a park nearby and cook there and I mean throughout my day I'd find an activity that uh, I wanted to have for the day or find people to meet up with for the day and when I knew where I was going to go I'd sort of pinpoint destinations and go with what's local first and then work my way back with the idea in mind of where I was staying for the night and I can get more into that in another episode, it's helpful for people traveling and looking for places to be able to park but um, you realize that you've got to plan your day sometimes just a day at a time and even my meals I was cooking at night but I wanted to be able to cook before it got dark, especially if I was in a parking lot. Uh, Again, with the popularity of hashtag and everything, uh, people are more aware of what's going on. And seeing a vehicle conversion isn't such a uh, a strange thing, but it is a uh, compelling type of thing for people... So you see a vehicle pulled up and it's not a normal RV, a motorhome, and from the fan or the water spout on the side of it, people are looking to see. I, I think they're looking to see who's in the vehicle or if they can see what the furnishing on the inside looks like, and that's okay. But, I mean, we've seen MTV Cribs or whatever. Uh, people are not allowed to go into residential neighborhoods and stare into the window of the house. Okay, so, and it's all good, it's cool. I mean, sometimes I keep the door open and stay outside and accessibly be able to talk with people that way. In fact, I met a few cool people that way. But it makes you more conscious of how you do things, like I said, um, as far as if I'm showering in the vehicle or I gotta pull off to the side of the lot somewhere because I wanna cook. Um, there were some times where I was cooking, and I learned to, by cooking again after dark. And the security car would roll up while I'm cooking, and I'd see them just sit there. And they'd sit in their car and basically stop, and at some point sometimes they would drive off, or they'd come over, or turn on the lights, or knock on the door, while I'm in the middle of dinner The propane stove is going And I'm there trying to Decide where I'm going to camp for the night And That situation is something you have to think of Or More so how to avoid that situation That That Is the reality of the Hashtag van life that, that is inspiring um, So it's a lot more to base On than A picture or a desire for being part of a follower follower movement, um, and I I hope that a lot of people maintain the the further resonance of that than um, I'm getting deep here. Uh, then that because it's about the lifestyle, uh, the benefits of of course things personally. Uh, don't get me wrong, it's a great way to live to be able to save money on things, that's the main reason I can account for everything Um, it does have an initial cost but I mean, when I'm going out spending X and Y money on plumbing and then I realize like, if you buy a house, I realize how much intricacy goes into having the uh, basic water set up for everything and the heating and everything it makes you really think of things differently and when you're getting the water pump set up and you're cautious of how much water is in the tank when you're washing dishes or showering I mean I went on the road for the first three months with a five gallon jug and I was refilling in Walmarts for my filtered purified water and I was using that at first for washing dishes And then I realized, I mean, this is, I have to wash dishes on a a different level. I want to make sure my dishes are clean when I reuse them, right? So I picked up another five-gallon, and I was using fresh water for drinking and uh, the water from the groundwater for washing dishes. And you got to think of where that goes because you're normally used to the sewage from a house. um, You don't even think about it. But when you're carrying that around, I've had people on camper forums that are like, what do I do when I'm in a tent camping and I want to wash dishes? Because before when I'd go to a campsite, you'd use a spigot on the campground site. And if that was the case, you, I mean, I, I wasn't thinking of where the food was going very often. But um, it makes you think about it now. You don't want animals lurking around the ground at night. And, of course, the impact on the environment. So then you, you go and bring it to the public restroom and you're washing your dishes in there, which I've done before, a long while ago. Uh, and you ought to make sure you clean up that sink after you use it. In fact, go a step further and think about what food particles are going in the drain. So you want to be cautious of that. So I bought myself a... a um, basically like a camping dishwash tub. Uh, I thought it was a foldable, collapsible one. But um, what turned out to be that was a fixed dimensions one. And um, it's helpful. It is. It's just the, again, the dimensions, you want to make sure you have a lot of space to wash your dishes. So when I got back, again, one of the first things I did is put in a nice big deep sink. So I'll be sharing that soon. My new kitchen setup. I just added my fresh water filter tap. So I'm glad about that. And um, again, the next episode I'm going to go into the destinations and experiences of traveling on the southeast coast and Florida in particular. Um, I spent a lot of awesome time in Asheville and North Carolina. So I can go into some cool spots about that. And uh, now this rant, I guess, has hopefully been helpful for anyone into camping. um, As I try to help anyone who's thinking about road trips or starting out. Before you go spend the money on a huge farmhouse sink because it looks nice in a photo... Maybe you want to test out how functional it is with your style, your personal way of doing dishes um, and so on. You know, that might not be what your lifestyle focus is. Maybe you just want the banger photos and uh, to be able to go out and so on again, that was never how I was. Um, I went to school for some photo manipulation, graphic design, and commercial arts and I actually went through the program and decided to step away from it for a while because of a lot of reasons, but um, it makes you look at media differently. It made me really think of advertising and what we see completely differently. I looked at how people, the actors and things are presented and I totally just was like washed on what we normally accept. And I was like, I'm going into this field where, like, I'm contributing to that. And that's all good, and there's all different ways to do it, and don't get me wrong. Now, I'm talking from years ago. Now it totally feels different of a useful skill for someone to be continued. But uh, ongoing with things, the idea of what your focus is for living in a tiny space whether it's a vehicle or a, a trailer attachment um, tiny home So, and my long term goal is still to get land um, looking at places probably more on the west coast was my initial idea but um, there are ways that you can just rent out a vehicle and go on, your, go on a road trip And enjoy it. It's an awesome way to travel. Again, especially looking at the hotel costs. For some people, your idea of hotels. Um, When I was away, I was able to stay at a hotel for a week, actually. Because I was traveling through. And in Orlando, um, again, I'll get into the next episode. But on the East Coast, basically, there aren't as many places to do boondocking and to stay at overnight. And I realized that a lot when there was a huge increase of campers around, RVs particular I'm talking about, in Florida. And finding places to stay, it was like Walmart was really the designated place. And it was okay and all, but again, it wasn't those photos that you were looking for. It wasn't the, the peace and quiet that I was looking for. And I had to adapt to that. And be okay with it. Um, Again, back in an episode I discussed, I traveled in a band and we were staying on street corners or finding places to stay where we wouldn't be disturbed in a normal looking van. And um, more times than most that we were able to get, thankfully, in touch with friends before or while at the shows. And we were able to find places to stay based on that. And even then, I had looked into, like, encase couch surfing and whatever it is. But you get comfortable sleeping in a van because it's a great way to, well, recharge. But, I mean, that versus the hotel, right? I've met bands that go and hotel tour, and they basically stay at hotels each time. And then, of course, there are musicians that have the huge motor coaches. And Again, uh, off on a tangent, but before that was what I was looking into doing. I was thinking if I could get one of these motor coaches for myself and just travel around in it, then that would be ideal. My I think my father sort of accepted that idea. I had some friends, family friends, that liked that idea of having a, I mean, they'd share like luxury furnished RVs with me. Some videos and photos and I got into watching some of the shows and I was like okay I have to have this (laughs) and I was thinking when's the right time for me to have an extra 200,000 or whatever it might be and I put off this idea for such a long while because of it so I guess I'm looking at targeting people that think that Um, and it's the idea of why not now and you can get in a vehicle and you're going to rent it out or you're going to build it out or your framework of things is a different level that won't cost you so much I mean if that's the case you can look at doing a seasonal trip and I mean here I am preparing for all different temperature environments and different seasons and that's what I'm doing now I just renewed my registration on the bus for two years for things so I'm not trying to dip out of this because it's what I wanted to do for such a long time and in doing so I knew before I was just going to go on the east coast and travel back but um, I might have mentioned I haven't been very far west actually Colorado has been the farthest I've been I've been to all the states in between uh, going again meaning that I've done something in every state somewhere for a day or two and more times than most, it was for a road trip. So that was an awesome way to travel, but Colorado has been about the farthest. And I'm talking about Denver for visiting family, basically. And that was always a travel bug to me when I started back road tripping. And I said, instead of flying up to those places, I want to be able to drive there. So... I'm aware that it gets cold at nights in the desert and seasons still exist. And for those reasons, I've been preparing for a northwest route. And more on that will be announced in the next episode. So I'm back. I just wanted to share some ideas um, generally about people interested in lifestyle, keep tuned because things are picking up and the roads are open again. I'm going to be renewing things for social media and sharing what's happening. Again, I did it a lot on the trip because I was traveling solo with my cat, Indy, and she will be accompanying me on the trip again. So... Anyone interested in traveling with a pet, sometimes I share information on that. And if anything that you want to hear in particular, just send me a message at Open Roads Broadcast on Instagram or Facebook, or you can find me and the bus at Orb Shuttle online. I've also shared some fun introductions to some memorable moments I've had on YouTube. So I did so while I was travelling, more so again back to my routine uh, about going on the road. My daily thing would sort of be like have an activity for the day and go to sleep early. And that's when I found myself working on videos and so on editing things, um, whether it was in the morning or at night, that was um more enjoyable for me to be able to do when I was on the road and try not to always drive around everywhere Um, or I'd enjoy a day trip and have to go to sleep early Um, that's just what I like to do but um, I'll be back at it soon right now most of my time in closing has been at my family's house and working on the vehicle I have two houses I've got to empty out basically a family's house Um, all my former possessions I've been selling a lot And after this trail here, I'm going to empty out some things at the house uh, that I've got different equipment to sell and all sorts of furniture and things. Again, that's why I've been doing a reclaimed build, uh, taking apart furniture and using it for the bus conversion, um, as well as, of course, a lot of the things I bought to work on a Creative approach to having a comfortable living space. So, I hope that you enjoy this podcast for today's episode. This would be episode five of the podcast. And please go back and check some points from my previous episodes. I am not offended if you scroll around and sort of move the bar of whatever you find interesting for the moment. If there's anything in particular that you like hearing more about, please reach out to me and I will be happy to do a episode and even include your requests. I'll even give you credit, if you'd like, for reaching out to me on your particular topic interest. So this is just helpful for me collecting my thoughts. Uh, hopefully we'll see the evolution of such on the future episodes here at The Open Roads broadcast. Thank you, and everyone be safe as we continue on after this COVID situation. I look forward to being back on the road and being in touch with all the people I've been meeting online. So, thanks for that. I hope to talk with you soon. This is Justin, over and out.